The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Inside Out with your host, Beth Green. This is James Maynard, your co-host. Today's topic is God real and can she help? Beth Green says, who cares if God is real? The important question is, can God help? Now, that doesn't make sense, you might think. If God isn't real, how can he, she, it help? Well, today, Inside Out host Beth Green is going to talk about her understanding of God and how God, quote, quote, helps whether or not he, she, it exists. And she is going to address lots of questions about divine guidance and the nature of divine help. If you're curious and or have an open mind, stay tuned. Beth has over 35 years of experience being an agent of higher consciousness, which she demonstrates every week on the show. And she's ready to share her experiences with you. So call in with your questions and your experiences. Let's make this another fun, challenging, and enlightening show. Don't forget the post-show forum. There's the link on the right of the host page to carry on the discussion further. And now, here's Beth from the Inside Out. Welcome, everyone. Uh, James... Would you yes. please give our phone number out because I'd really like to have some calls today. Not that we haven't been getting them, but I want to encourage <laughs> people to start calling early because I'd like to be answering questions. So Very good. Okay, here we are. Take it away, James. If you have a question or a comment <laughs> or just want to make some noise, please call <laughs> us at 1-866-472-5795. That's 866-472-5795. We welcome your calling us. Okay, so the first thing that I am going to do is I'm going to look at a picture on the screen of my monitor. Now, this picture is of what uh, some people call Master Kudhumi, which is Lord K.H. It's one of what is called the Ascended Masters. Now, I know that there is no K.H., but I still look at this picture. When I need inspiration, when I need to connect to higher consciousness, I look into the eyes on the screen and I go into another dimension. That's what I mean when I say that it doesn't really matter whether or not God exists, God can help. Now, how is that for a confusing intro? And James, take it away. I haven't given you any warning about this, but you are the questioner you I are, am indeed. You how, can are, you say, <laughs> how can you say there's no KH when every now and then you say, a KH just uh, appeared to me and uh, told me this and that? How can you say there's no KH? Uh, that isn't really your question. <laughs> I, 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 that's your indignation speaking. Could you ask me your question? Seriously. I am really seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we talk about God, we talk about source, we talk about uh, you clairaudiently receiving guidance from source, uh, and yet you're asking the question, is God real? Why do you ask that question? Ooh, that was a good question and a very unexpected one. Oh, God, now that means I have to come up with an answer. <laughs> but, 
what, maybe what you better ask? maybe you better check in with God and see if you get some guidance. Absolutely. <laughs> what, what did you ask me again? <laughs> Why do you ask the question, is God real, if God's talking to you? Honestly, I don't ask that question. The f- listeners ask that question. Mm-hmm. You ask that question, even though you think that you already believe that God is real. Everybody asks that question. I probably ask it every once in a while. But God is real to me because I feel the impact. It's like, you know, there were many, 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 many years where they said there was another planet, but they couldn't see it. And then they saw, then finally they got the instruments that were strong enough to be able to see out that far. Is that true or did I make that up? No, that's true. Okay. And how did they know that planet was there? By its impact. I know that God is real, or what I'm calling God, because of the impact. When I look into this picture of, of KH, what I'm really trying to do is connect to the impact that that level of consciousness has on me. It puts me into a higher state. It helps me to overcome my own egoic views, my own opinions, and tap into a wisdom greater than mine. So I might as well be looking at a photograph of a tree. Uh, Many times, as a matter of fact, I do look out and I look at the trees and I get answers. But there's something that I associate, some wisdom, some level of consciousness that I associate with this image kh right and so i am looking for the impact of this planet on my psyche and that's what we're looking for when we are looking for god of course many many people who question whether god exists claim that they don't feel any impact that is unfortunate for them um if you were a human being on planet Earth, looking out into the stars, you probably would not have felt the impact of that far distant planet. Or if you felt the impact, it was so subtle that you could not measure it yourself. But that did not make it any less the case. The closer you came to it, the more you could uh, experience that impact. But beyond that, that impact could be measured with the proper tools. We do not have yet the proper tools to measure the impact of this massive energy field consciousness that we call God. And I'm going to get much more deeply into that in a moment, but I see we already have a caller and I would like to take that call. But I'd like to first emphasize we don't have to believe in gravity to fall down off the tree. Okay, we have a caller, Christine. <laughs> well said. Of course, my phone rings as soon as I get Hello. on. Okay, um, so I think my question is, I, I like you, have felt guided. Um, yes. And there are times when I have or I've come to realization where then I feel really good, either like very grounded or very clear or very energetic. And so I guess what I wonder is, why do I avoid that experience? Mm. 
That's a very good question. Let me go. I have to go a lot deeper to get that answer. Okay. First, I would like to comment that sometimes that clarity that we get when we connect to that higher consciousness feels like the immediate cause of our feeling better. Oh, I now know what to do. I now know what to say. I feel emboldened. And on some level, I would say that that is true. But what is even more true is that it is the experience of the connection to that higher level of consciousness that makes you feel better, Mm. that gives you the power, not so much the content. We are very literal content-oriented species. But it is actually the connection with that energy that really empowers us and makes us feel different. So I want you to understand that because without understanding that, you cannot understand the rest of this. Mm -hmm. What you are experiencing when you connect to that divine energy or whatever we call it, universal energy, universal chi, whatever. What we are experiencing is something that is beyond our comprehension and beyond our ego's ability to control. It is like standing in a tornado. I think Mrs. God used the um, example of the tornado. just an analogy, guys. <laughs> and when you get near it, you feel the power of it. If you could take a kite and let it on a string and have a huge wind blow and you wanted to go aloft you would feel that wind bringing you aloft and you would be in the skies and you would be looking down and you would feel excited, not only that you were in the skies, but also that you were connected to such a powerful force. When you are attempting to control your life, you don't do that. You don't want to connect your kite to a wind that you cannot control. You want to navigate it. That wind could blow you into a tree could uh, uh, change and mm-hmm. dash you onto the ground. If, if I, I wouldn't imagine that being in a tornado is a particularly uh, wonderful experience because it's, uh, you know, it, it, it would probably sh- kill you mm-hmm. because it would be so powerful. Now, that realization that that is the energy that you feel that empowers you you can also understand that that energy would frighten you because it is so much bigger than you, you feel like you would lose control. We have plenty of experiences of being in high winds. I remember living in Cleveland and we had ropes at times on the streets to keep us from falling over because the wind was so strong. And so... We are afraid of the very power that we crave to connect to, and understandably. So that is the source of the fear. 
Now, if you are in a place where you are ready to let go and are willing to be blown hither and yon, then there's nothing to be afraid of. If you're not worried about dying, there's nothing to be afraid of. Most people aren't that way. And so there is an intrinsic thirst and craving to connect to God, this powerful energy, and feel the power of it running through us like the river that runs through us. And yet at the same time, there is an equal and opposite fear of being in the rapids and being thrust against the rocks. I can see that. I mean, just like everyone, I've had those experiences, like being on the runaway horse and exactly feeling and it's you, out of my control. And exactly, yeah. And that is part of the nature of what we call God or the higher consciousness. We cannot control it. Our egos cannot control it. And I guess then, if the question of this radio show is, you know, how can can God help? I mean, can God help us with that relationship to that energy, that intrinsic fear? Mm, Another good question. Let me go deep. Well, the first thing that we know about that is that a master sailor is much more able to harness the wind than a rookie. Mm-hmm. So, if you are a master sailor, you might be able to move even if the wind is very little, or you might be able to survive when the wind is high. Nevertheless, there are limits even to your capacity, even rather, there are limits to your capacity even if you are a master sailor. And so, you do take your life in your hands in a way when you go out in the sailboat and accept the fact that you're going to be on the seas and in the wind. However, to be perfectly honest with you, the alternative does not actually exist. There is no way to avoid the winds. So it is far better to learn how to be with the wind than to try to fight it. Many people use religion and spirituality as a way of fighting God, even though they're not aware of it. For example, they try to learn the five uh, laws of the universe, figure out how to apply them, and think that they're going to control the tornado. Or others will attempt to uh, put themselves away in a a fallout shelter beneath the house during that tornado and try to live through it. Uh, And those are the people who think that they can play it safe and find a way to avoid fate or God or that tornado. So, for example, people take out insurance policies try to marry into a wealthy family, uh, you know, inoculate themselves against various uh, illnesses, uh, put fences around their homes. Now, do those work? Well, to a degree, they do. 
they can mitigate against the consequences, but they can't actually stop the tornado, can they? No. And so what we realize is that being able to view your fate in a positive way is the singular most important way to surrender to the reality that this is a power greater than ourselves. Now, is this a foolish conceit on our parts that we can actually uh, have a benign experience with a tornado? Well, is it? Um, Yes and no. And here I'm being extremely honest with you. Again, if we do make friends with the universe and we do understand things, it's like I'm watching the train coming down the tracks. I can get off the tracks. If I'm taking drugs, I can stop. If I'm gambling, I can go to a Gamblers Anonymous meeting. Uh, you know, there are things that I can do that are going to show that I have enough of an awareness of what the, how the universe operates to be able to make marginally successful, uh, take marginally successful steps to mitigate against uh, a catastrophic uh, uh, event. But I really can't do that thoroughly. So what I do, and this is how I have handled this, is I have come into a place where I tell myself that I can see the forward momentum of myself and my life. And while I may have been dashed against the rocks over and over and over, I tell myself that this is the price of growth. And I look at myself from that perspective to see what I am gaining from my connection with life. You see, the point is, you can't avoid reality. Mm-hmm. You can only learn how to work with it. I see that we have another caller, and I will take that call, and then we're going to be going to break. So she will probably be hanging on uh, during the station break. But thank you for calling, Christina. I hope this helped. Okay. So our next caller is Anne. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Anne. Welcome to Inside Out. Thank you. I was hoping there were more callers that could formulate myself a little bit more. I was reading well, the, the description, though, and I, I feel like I want to know so much more about this topic. And... Um, I know one of the questions I have is about kind of is there this, I was really fascinated when you said, is God real? And it doesn't matter. It's the, what, what the question is, is can God help? And I really do go back and forth in my mind of wondering if what I'm connecting to when I try to connect to higher consciousness, um, if that's real. Even though whatever answer I get, I really do trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really do feel a sense of peace and relaxation um, with whatever decisions I make from that place. But I always wonder, what am I really communicating with? That's a very good question, Anne. I would like to go to 
our commercial break just slightly early because I'd like to come back and have lots of time to deal with your question. But in the meantime, uh, James, can you give that phone number again because we're open for more callers? Uh, yes, uh, you can call us at one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five. That's one eight sixty six four seventy two fifty seven ninety five. Okay, and Anne, stick with us because that's a great question. The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training, and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. We're talking about, is there a God and who cares anyway? Can God help? And I think people are beginning to understand this. So we've had a very good call from Anne, and I'd just like you to kind of repeat and condense your question so that I can attempt to answer you. <laughs> okay. So um, when I communicate, when I connect with, um, like if I'm meditating or connecting to my idea of higher consciousness um, and seeking guidance, I want to know what am I communicating with? Exactly. Okay. Okay. Well, I I don't have a definitive or simple answer. It's like again, if we go back to our example of the um, planet so far out, since uh, before we had the means to even see it or recognize what it is. We couldn't really define what it was, but we could say it acts like this. It seems to be like this. And in fact, even when we have some tools, let us say you're looking at a stone. And when you look at it, what do you actually see? You see, you know, a stone, an object, a dense object. 
if you have a more powerful way of looking at that stone, you'll be able to see that there are atoms in that stone, that there are molecules, that there are that that it's that there is electrons, that there is empty space. Correct. Uh-huh. So. Uh, what is it that you're even seeing? We are taking something as simple as a pebble on the beach, something that we're all familiar with. We know we yes. can throw it. We, can, we know that we can break Mr. Gonzalez's window if we throw it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or we can poke somebody's eye out with it if we throw it at their eye. But we really don't know what it is, even though we use it every day. We don't really know what electricity mm-hmm. is even though uh-huh. we use it every day. So uh-huh. when, uh, you know, those of us who shrug our shoulders and say, well, God is a mystery, are very annoying people. But in a way, that is true. But oh, I yeah. do know that I can turn on a light bulb with that electricity, whether or not I actually know what it is. And we have mm-hmm. tools to be able to look, but then there, we discovered, of course, that there are subatomic particles Mm -hmm. and that there's a lot of empty space and who knows what else we are going to discover so if you're talking about god or the universal energies that are bringing you that awareness how can we even begin to define what it is because we we can't even get close enough and if we did what would we examine it with a microscope or a telescope Uh, so what we do instead is we experience it and we describe it with the words of our experience. And so human beings have a tendency, have had a tendency to say, God is love. Why? Because when they are in connection with that higher consciousness, at times, they have felt an incredible joy or an incredible love coming from their hearts. On the other hand, you could say God is vengeance or God is power or God is awareness because at, when we tap into it, we may tap into that aspect that we are then experiencing. So what is God? I have no idea. I call it the universal intelligence in the process of evolution. I'll talk about it as the highest level of integrated consciousness. I don't even know what consciousness is. But Mm -hmm. I know what it does. So I think that what you're saying is so critically important. For you to be able to say, when I meditate or when I get closer to myself, I can feel that divine guidance. You don't know where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. You can't examine it, but you know that it works. Mm -hmm. it can help guide you to be more calm and more capable of looking objectively at reality. Very, very few of us humans, because we are in bodies and we have fear, which is all perfectly normal, very few of us humans are able to get away from our fears our opinions, everything that's going on in our heads. And when you go into that place where you connect to what you hope is divine consciousness rather than some 
crazy aspect of yourself, which is telling you another story to make yourself feel better, right? Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah, when you are able to do that, then and you have had enough experiences that you can validate the uh, reliability of your information, then mm-hmm. you know that you can use it without knowing what it is. And in fact, it becomes a complete waste of time to speculate on something. We can, when I call it the highest level of integration of consciousness, what I'm referring to is I know that I can connect to a consciousness greater than my own that is more objective and that allows me to over to come from a place that is not dominated by fear or ego and for me that's plenty thank you mm-hmm. so much and for your question i hope that i helped you yeah very much thank you thank you next we have elizabeth hi hello beth and jane hello um, I think this question might already be answered, but it has to do with, um, you know, is there any other things that God can help us with, you know, specifically dealing with our egos and resistance? You know, if there's something we know we need to do, but we just can't seem to get ourselves to do it because of our reactivity or egoic reactions or... Uh, uh, Elizabeth, could you stop? And I want you to reframe your question... Take a breath because I'm going away as you're talking, which means that you're not saying what it is that's really on your mind. So take a breath and then... (sighs) Feel yourself connecting to that universal energy that is so powerful and see what you really want to know. For some reason, I'm just crying all of a sudden. Good. That means that you're really getting to the core of of what you're feeling. T- okay, let me tell you the words that are coming to me. I, I want it back. I want it back. I want it back. So... Do you understand what I'm saying? There's a knowingness? Yes. Uh, Yeah. I I don't know how to put it into words, but I feel it. Yeah. And for some reason, you have become alienated from it, and you want it back. So your real question, and please ask me this, is I have always had a connection... To God, I was much more in touch with it when I was younger. I want it back. How can I get it? Yeah. I was much more connected when I was young to God. Yes. How can I get it back? Stop being an... Well, now this is going to sound very ironic. I'm going to tell you to stop being an adult when... Of course, you're just becoming an adult. You've been, there is a difference between childish and childlike that I'd like to explain. 
you need to be an adult in the sense of being responsible and accountable. But we all need to be children in terms of the awe that we have. I have a feeling, and it's, it's a physical feeling that uh, starts somewhere in the middle of my leg between my knee and my uh, hips that is going across my legs. I can't imagine what that is, but I actually feel like a band of energy again across that, mm-hmm. uh, like somebody with a belt hitting me or something. I'm not saying it's, it, it, that's what it is, but I mean, I'm just giving you the idea. Okay. And um, what is that? Um, what I'm seeing is like a bar, a metal bar. Okay, good. I don't know. Um, okay. Like. Okay, and it is a bar, and there you are, and you've stumbled on it. I'm not. I I can't see right now how that happened, but it's right I, there. I and, see me running into the bar, not seeing the bar, and I ran into it, or some some me or somebody ran into uh, it. Yes, yes, very good. Okay, take a breath. And did you fall? Yeah. And did you hurt yourself? Um. Well, it, it hurt. Um, yes, I mean, it didn't. Nothing broke, but but it hurt. Yeah. And how, how did you interpret that experience? Um, I don't know that I couldn't trust anymore. Yes, yeah, something like that, because what you were doing was you were running. And that running is the same kind of feeling of freedom. And what you experienced was, I can't just let go and be free because I will run into something and I will get hurt. Do you understand that? Take a breath. I want you to breathe in through your mouth. Now, I'd like you to distinguish between two things. There is a difference between running blind and being pushed by the wind. You can feel yourself being lifted. You can feel yourself being moved by this power. But it doesn't mean that you stop thinking or looking or watching. Now, what I'd like you to do is go back to this moment where you were running And this time, because you're no longer a child and you're aware that there are things that you can trip on, you're feeling the ecstasy of that freedom of running, but you see this bar. I don't know whether it's some kind of a fence post or what it is, but you've got it. Mm -hmm. I want you to look and see it. Mm -hmm. And, And now what do you do? I jump over it. Oh, my God, there it is. Now, did you have the power to jump over it? Yeah, it wasn't that high. That's right. And you had it. I could just put my foot up on top of it and jump over it versus hurdle it. 
Exactly. So you combine your consciousness with that power that you had in your body that came from the source. And instead of becoming afraid to run, you start integrating your common sense, your experience, and your observation. Now you need to, after we're done, I want you to speak to yourself and tell yourself, I have thrown out God because I wanted God to not only power me and guide me, but take care of every obstacle that was in my way. And if God did not power me and guide me and take out every obstacle, I felt angry because I was hurt. And now I understand that I can be powered and I can be guided, but I also need to keep my eyes open because I may have to veer to the left or right or jump over or absolutely stop and change course. And that's my part of the responsibility for my life. I can't go on without that power of the source empowering and guiding me, but I can't do it blind anymore. (sighs) Very good. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you for your call. Thank you so much. You're welcome. We have two more callers already on the line, and uh, but we are going to go to our commercial break now. And so stick around. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Bring Beth into your world in person or via the Internet. Learn how by visiting her website, BethGreen.org. At the website, sign up for her newsletter to keep abreast of her latest activities, blogs, videos, and more. Just for signing up, you'll receive a free PDF copy of Living with Reality, her 688-page volume that helps us understand ourselves in relatable terms, as well as offers a proven program to heal and co-create a better world. But there's more. Learn about Beth's four other books, both fiction and nonfiction. Check out her gorgeous music, which is heartfelt and mystical. Become acquainted with Beth and James's programs for healing and training and discover their community, the Stream Center for the New Spirituality, which welcomes you wherever you are in the world. All this and more can be found at Beth's website, www.bethgreen.org. Again, that's bethgreen.org. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You're tuned in to Inside Out with Beth Green and co-host James Maynard. To reach us on the show, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. If you'd rather send us an email, the address is beth at bethgreen.org. Now, back to Inside Out. Welcome back to Inside Out. We're talking about God, the impact of God, the feeling of God, what is God, and how much God can help regardless of whether or not we know what God is or whether or not God really exists as we think. 
because there's, uh, you know, a lot of stuff we have in our heads, right? <laughs> okay, so we have three callers, so I'm going to move ahead. We have Irene from San Diego. Irene, how can I help you? Um. I really resist God talk. Uh, I've come to, to um, uh, I guess resist is, is the best word, because I grew up in a very God-centered uh, home, and uh, my mother always said, God willing to anything, uh, and uh, yet I feel that that God... Um, was removed me. I uh, let me put a parenthesis here. I loved what you said about spirituality on another show that it connects us deeply to ourselves, to others, and the universe. I mean that really, uh, really is the only thing that makes sense to me. Okay, Irene. Um, Irene, I want. Yeah. I want. I need to stop you. You know what the answer to your question is. You don't even have a question. It's a question, the only question is, why can't you get over the story in your head about the God talk and all of that? You know what you have felt. You know how it connects you. You know that you want it. You know that it exists. The impact exists. So why are you fighting? All of that is meaningless. Everything you've said so far is meaningless. Okay, so you grew up, you know, in a religious background that turned blah, blah, blah. So what, right? Right, right. So the only question is the question to you is why are you resisting what you already know? I don't know. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I just need it's, to stop. Yes, you just need to stop. You know, your ego has given you a persona, has given you a, an identity, has given you a shtick. Drop it. And just surrender and melt. Thanks for calling. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Irene. <laughs> Next, we have Helen. Hi. Hi, uh, Helen. I can see why I come after I read. <laughs> That's perfect. And you're laughing your head off. I also recently did a 15-minute consultation with Beth and got a huge piece about my childhood with a mother who did not want to meet my needs and who kept kind of putting me down and was selfish, you know, focusing on herself. And I realized this morning after being confronted one more time about my resistance to being guided by God, and this is where it relates to Irene, is, you know, I've been being guided by God for 30 years in a very conscious way. I know it works. I know it makes me happy. (laughs) Um, But I just realized this morning, and you may have talked about this earlier, I, I was working for the first 15 minutes of the show, but how often we project the personality and the behaviors of one of our parents onto God. And just having discovered that my mother didn't care about my needs, that she just wanted me to comply and do whatever she wanted to make herself feel good, 
I just realized this morning that I have projected that onto God, and that has been my resistance, <clears throat> even though it's old and I'm ready to let it go. That's beautiful, Helen. I actually had not gotten to that. I was talking more about what God is rather than what God isn't, but I am glad that you brought that up because so much of what we do is project, as you say, our parents onto God. And, you know, when we're talking about some amorphous energy field that somehow can (coughs) nevertheless guide us, um, it's perfectly understandable because we are, we're children when we develop our concept of God. We are encouraged to have a personification of God because for so many of us, that's what we're taught. You know, our t- God the Father, God the Mother. You know, if we're expanding, we make it Father, Mother, Father, God, right? Instead of, you know, okay, who knows what is out there? Which, and, and the other side of that is that because we learned how to... Uh, manipulate our parents to the best of our ability, or at least we tried. Once we have projected a kind of beingness onto God and we figure out what that God wants, then we can give God what God wants and then we can be in control of the tornado. And to give up the personification of God as being the parent or whatever it is that we want it to be, even if it's just love. You know, God is not love. God is everything, and love is only an aspect of God. But whatever, when we give up all those definitions of God, and then we also are giving up any hope of manipulation of God because we have no idea how to deal with something that you can't stick anything on. You don't know how to negotiate with the blob. <laughs> with uh, so that means that our relationship with God has to change from being consumers of God's goodies to being partners in evolution. And I am thrilled to hear this transformation that you are going through, and I think it's so important and will help others to be able to see themselves more clearly as well. Thank you so much. Congratulations. Thank you. And our final caller today is Annette from Los Angeles. Hi, Hi. Annette. Hi. Welcome to Inside Out. Thank you. Hi, Beth. Hi, James. Hi. Um, Well, I have a question, but I just wanted to comment on something that I heard the previous caller talked about, Helen, um, about um, listening to God makes her happy. I don't know if she meant it in that simplistic view because I just noticed I had a reaction to it because I don't think, um, you know, that that outcome of happiness is my journey or my experience of listening to God. Sometimes listening to God and being guided can be very uncomfortable for me and, um, encourages me to have a lot of growth and be challenged. (laughs) Yes. So it's not always like happy sunshines and, you know, rainbows. (laughs) Yes, I'm not sure that that's what Helen meant, but let me come back to really address your question. Were you able to to hear the beginning of the show? I didn't. I missed the the middle, a good part of the middle. But okay. I just wanted to um, have a question about discernment. 
And I, my question is, um, I just have noticed that when it, first of all, it takes me a long time sometimes to really anchor myself in the guidance and really listen to it. Like I have to go through a very lengthy process. And then in within my family system, everybody else has their own process and lots of times someone else's guidance will conflict with my own guidance. And then there's a question of discernment, like who is really hearing God or who is really being guided? Yes. Okay, let me try to address both issues in the short period of time that we have left. Okay. I want, I want to start with your comment about uh, being happy. And in the early part of the show, I talked about the experience of feeling the divine presence in and of itself. Yeah. That we think that perhaps we focus on the literal stuff. Oh, I've been guided to do this and I do it and it makes me happy. Or I've been guided to do this and I do this and it makes me scared. If we focus on just our connection to the divine energy or that universal energy or the chi or feeling of something greater than ourselves, then the joy comes and the happiness comes in the connection. It's like having a relationship often with another person. But having a relationship with another person can bring us much turmoil, grief, and difficulties and challenges. And we usually go into a relationship with the naive idea that we are going to have a wonderful outcome in some external way. Like, oh, I will be loved forever, or this guy is going to take care of all my financial problems, or or I'm going to prove my family wrong that I really am a desirable woman, whatever it is. Do you understand? So that's the first thing that I, I am that. I've yes. had that experience. <laughs> yes. So that's very good, Annette. So when that is our intention, then we don't go towards that uh, being for the, their presence. We go toward, to them for the candy that comes along with that mm. presence. When we do this with God, which is 99% of our relationship with God, is some hope, ex- expectation, aspiration, whether it's like, well, God will give us something that will make us happy the job or God will make us look good or make us right or God will uh, just make us smarter or whatever it is that we think we're going to get from that relationship with God, we have completely missed the boat because all there really is, and I'm so glad you asked this question because I'm so glad to be coming towards the end of our show with this idea and this concept, all we really get from the relationship with God is a relationship with God. And just like at some point we have to realize that the partner that we have chosen, we either love to have their presence in our lives or we better get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) Or we better change the way we're viewing them. And Uh so the the transformation is from the child view of God, who is the father who brings us the toys or the new shoes, uh, to the uh, the divine essence that we get to have a relationship with and that we get to feel and experience. And if you like that feeling of um, elevation, that feeling of expansion of our own consciousness, then if you like that, 
then you will go for that, and that is the thing that gives us the happiness. Now, you mm. talked about discernment, and we are getting close to closing time. So I'm going to, is, are any of us actually hearing the highest level of consciousness available on the planet? No. The truth is that none of us is able to do that because we are not yet equipped with that capacity. But we can listen and learn at different levels. For some people, all they're hearing is their own egoic agenda that they are dressing up and calling God. And that's a lot of it. And I did a video called How Ego Hijacks Spirituality, and it's on Beth Green TV on YouTube. Or Delusional Thinking. But also, let's say uh, we're not completely dominated by ego, but we're listening. If you are a three-year-old, what you will experience of God is not the same as what you will experience of God when you are 70 years old, or let us hope that that is the case. Because the universe can only bring to us the awarenesses that we are capable of absorbing. I have often tried to explain that these ancient religious texts were written at a time when humanity was much less evolved even than it is now. More superstitious, more fear-based, and uninformed. And so, yes, the the thunder is God, or this is God, or this is God, and that we are, or we, we believe in these biblical texts that really have no relevance because we were only able to absorb that kind of consciousness at that time. You cannot expect a three-year-old child to understand nuclear physics. And so be aware that people may even be trying their best to be open to divine guidance, but may only be able to capture what is they can absorb at this stage of their evolution. So sorry, I have to cut this off because we are running late. I hope that helped you, though. Oh, no, it was very helpful. Thank you. And so, so much to chew on and think about. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And uh, James, before you give us a quick summary of what's coming up next week, I want to, uh, to point out Helen was talking about 15 Minutes with Beth. You can see it on BethGreen.org. It's a private consultation with me, and it's very impactful. And you can see examples of it on our YouTube channel, Beth Green. TV and radio, and we have some some uh, fifteen minute sessions on there that are fascinating that you may learn a lot from. And James, take us away. Okay, our theme next week: power, force, and foolishness. Developing the kind of power that helps. Isn't power often egoically driven and harmful, and even dangerous because when it's uninformed and ego based? But there is a kind of power that we can develop and really trust, and that is spiritual power. If you're interested, tune in. We'll be talking about a different kind of power which is real. We'll talk about what it is, why we want it, and how to develop it. So listen in and call in if you can. Beth is always ready to help you develop your own spiritual power. That's something we all need. And now, a final word from Beth. I'm glad we're doing that show next week. I think it's a great segue from this show. I really enjoyed our callers, and I enjoyed the topic. And may the Force be with you. Yes. Thank you for making us a part of your week. 
Listen for the next edition of Inside Out with Beth Green and James Maynard next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a great week. Oh,